0: This is Mas Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. Today's podcast is on noticing what you notice. And with me is Crystal Fambriani. Crystal, how are you?
1: Great, Mas. And I notice, and I'm sure if people listen to this podcast on the regular and listen to you speak, that I notice that you say this phrase, notice what you notice, all the time. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) And pretty much every meta-healing that you do.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's one. It's really one of the say the simplest terminologies, but probably the hardest thing to do in real life. Well, it, it does. It's not. A lot of people aren't awake enough to be in that notice zone, like almost all the time. So even if you're in it, say a second here, a second there, uh, those seconds add up.
1: So notice what you notice mm-hmm. is really like a. It's a quote from you, but that's coming from. Your connection to pure source.
0: Yes, exactly. So it's
1: exponential intelligence language, so to speak. Of course.
0: Yes, it does get you higher into, say, the frequencies of exponential intelligence. And this is one of the tools that uh, that we use or that I, I help you use uh, to connect higher to that in, in knowledge mm-hmm. that's up there.
1: The foundational tool to connect.
0: It is a foundational okay. tool, yes.
1: So how did this quote, Notice What You Notice, come about
0: Notice what you noticed came about when I had a connection to Pure Source directly. So after my near-death experience, it took me a few months to, uh, to get connected and so on. Um, you know, verified that it was Pure Source. But, you know, that connection with Pure Source it was quite amazing. There was a lot of information, a lot of knowledge. And then the Pure Source, it would it would change... Uh, You know, it went from a man's voice to a woman's voice to, say, an alien voice. And that's when I started to notice not just the language or the words that was coming into me, okay, but uh, all, say, the background. The background would change. Uh, Again, female voice, male voice. So I started to notice, say, all the difference uh, on the stage, basically, in my mind's eye, of how it transformed each time that came in. And I asked why that is. And that was the first time, you know, I used notice what I noticed. And that's why that is. It's like, well, because, and Pure Source came back and it's like, well, because I don't want you to acknowledge me as a one type. Okay. Or judge me or, you know, position me say as a focal point that it's a man uh, and it's got a deep voice or, uh, you know, a high voice, whatever that is. And that's why I say I vary. Say my communication with you, so that was the first time we noticed what uh, what I noticed on that. And then as I and, I, and as I went along, um, you know, through the dark years uh, that we haven't really talked about, but through the dark years, uh, about three and a half years or so, uh, I started to notice as I sent it higher and higher, the realities that I was in. It was really like a movie set, where you know sometimes you you know you have like movie that was based in the 1960s, right? And they forgot to put out, say, a computer, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, That was just on stage. And as you pan through, you see a computer or something that wasn't in that, say, time frame, right? You actually start to see the little disconnects, just like that movie set uh, that they forgot the props, right? You actually start to see the little Mm -hmm. disconnects in your reality, like that as well, and that's where the true meaning of notice what you notice is because if you were that aware, um, the stage of life that's created for you that you think is a, that you think is you know true reality for you, it's really not, it actually is, say, a stage, and then other realities start kind of blending in. So at times, you do see, say, objects from another world, objects from another time zone in the reality that you are in. It's really quite amazing. And that deteriorates the barriers that we have. And that's where you start to notice the deeper layers Mm -hmm. all at the same time while you're still, say, uh, connected or anchored down or you don't get distorted. So it gives you a lot of power.
1: Yeah, that was the first time that uh, I've heard where you've shared that when you were connected to Pure Source that it was in a, a... you, the communication came in a bunch of different ways and a bunch of different voices yes. and different feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, that is fascinating. And also mm-hmm. you saying like the stage where, you know, you notice a missing prop that reminds me of just with my film background, right. how, you know, if you see certain films, yep. they left something out in one shot and then you'll see it exactly. you know, it magically appears in another shot. Um, and also Also growing up, you know, that uh, face of the, is it a young woman or is it an old woman picture? And that's kind of an example of how the mind can play tricks on you or Mm -hmm. how you can notice what you can notice, but in a very simple way, would you say?
0: Uh, Yes, that's a simplistic way. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, if you can hone those abilities you'll see a grander perspective. You'll actually see it in the reality. The reality starts to fall apart, disintegrate. And that gives you, again, true power to go beyond the reality that you've created. And then you can connect to other people's reality, how they see the exact scene or the scenario in life. Mm
1: -hmm. And also like what you were saying about the voices, uh, sometimes what people are saying is not what they're really saying. And you can detect that by noticing. Obviously, the tone and listening, and, and paying attention, and using all your senses.
0: Right, you know, in your communication that you have, mm-hmm. over ninety-seven percent is really tonality. Less than three percent is the actual words that you use. So that's really the same, the same uh, knowledge or technology. Used behind, You know, if you, if you paid attention to the 97%, just think how much more communicative you would be. I don't know if that's a word. I don't, is that a word communicative? I, I make <laughs> up words, you know, um, but you'd be really, you'd really understand the conversation and you take away the real meaning of that conversation rather than face value. Yes, yes. Oh.
1: And right now, I think uh, your dog is trying to yes. have us notice. <laughs> yes. People are listening; they're probably like, "What Why is I that waiting? noise in the background?" So I hope
0: you notice that background noise. <laughs> Hopefully, you fall asleep. Sorry about that.
1: No, no worries. Your dog's super cute. Yeah, is, is noticing what you notice the same as being present?
0: Is noticing what you notice the same as being present? Uh, it's a takeoff of it or it's the vein of it, but no, not really. Uh, uh, although it, sound, it might sound similar, you know, being present allows you to notice what you notice. So if you look at it that way, uh, it is so. Um, but in reality, again, you know, being present, you can be aware of the things that are here. Uh, and there's so many things to be present on, right? It's really being present is a focal point. Okay? Noticing what you notice is a, you just think of it as a grander focal point where you're just being, okay. And you start to get to see everything around you, not just say one, one point. Uh, it's not like having blinders and that's what I uh, say being present is. So it's a grander base, if you will, of being present. Did that make sense to you?
1: Yeah. You also mentioned that being present you alluded to it having like blinders on. Right. In some, in some respect?
0: Of course, because you get so focused. You know, most people who are present say they focus in on an object, right? And then ev- they are so present within that object that everything else, say, fades away. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at a little mm-hmm. kid, you look at the sunset, uh, you look at whatever uh, really grabs your attention, right? You are so present, you look at the face of death if somebody's dying. Uh, you know everything around. If you ever, if you've ever been in those situations, uh, everything around just kind of fades out, right? Uh, because you're so focused in on that one object,
1: right? This is true. Yeah.
0: So uh, noticing what you notice uh, is actually a grander vision. It's a 360 say field of vision for you, where you become right. completely surrounded or completely aware of what's happening for you, not just 360 degrees, but all the way around. It's like a spherical. You get to be, or you get to notice from all perspectives, uh, what's behind you, what's in front of you, yeah. to the side.
1: I like it. Like, you know, I like to multitask a lot. And my mom actually said to me today, what would Ma say about your multitasking? You doing several <laughs> things at once. I don't think that that's very, you know, being present or being in the now mm-hmm. And I was like, well, actually I feel like mom, that that's, you know, I'm able to multitask. Like that's my way of of working on things is again, not coming from a place of judgment, good or Mm -hmm. bad, but how does multitasking like come into noticing what you notice?
0: Well, it really depends on the person. You know, some Mm -hmm. people can multitask really well. Some people can't do it that well. You know, they have to stay focused on one object, you know, in computer wise, uh, a computer can only handle, say, one one task at a time. Right? same way yeah. with our brains. We can only handle one task at a time. But at a higher level, at a spirit level, we can handle, say, multiple tasks at one time. I mean, look at uh, what your brain does. It handles thousands and thousands of different, say, uh, experiences, weeds out a lot of, say, information that comes in, handles all your bodily functions and so on. So, of course, multitasking, the way we do it, it's no, say, extra brain power. Um, uh, very little brain power is actually added or used to multitask. But the distortion comes or you know, the anxiety comes. Well, first of all, people have anxiety because they start to focus or they start to want to focus specifically on, say, one task and then the other. But you can't focus that way. Uh, if you, if you, you looked at, say, multitasking through what I call soft eyes, or just being aware of both those Mm -hmm. tasks or three tasks or four tasks, you can actually do very well. You can actually run all those tasks at the same time or keep or handle or keep control of all those tasks at the same time as well. So that's true multitasking.
1: And I feel like there's probably a lot of moms listening who probably multitask all the time if they have several kids.
0: They're a natural. They pay, have you, I mean, moms are a great example. Have you ever paid attention to moms that are like that? They'll pay attention to all their kids' conversations while making Mm -hmm. their lunches and so on like that. Uh, That is, uh, that is a great example of true multitasking.
1: Fascinating. So what can people take away from, um, you know, how can noticing what you notice help everyone help, you know, how can it help us?
0: Uh, noticing what you notice, how can it help you? Well, well some of the things that we said uh, that I said earlier about really being in reality—you know—it's more than being, say, present. Um, what happens is you start to command time when you start to notice what you notice, um, because in one time frame, and we won't get into, say, the scientifics or you know the different uh, uh, um, the different accesses of time or. Um, we just, we, we won't get into it maybe later on, on a scientific podcast, but you know, we, there's one reality that we're stuck in, okay? Noticing what you notice allows you to be, say, in multiple realities at the same time. Okay? Uh, so what that means is once you get used to it, once you have command over it, what happens that if you're not say hip on this reality, right? Mm-hmm. There's another reality that you can easily choose and blend into the current reality that you're in. So taking you into another direction, much easier, much faster.
1: You can shift much quicker. Exactly. You can adjust and pivot.
0: Right. Um, And really change your experience of the reality that you're currently in. So, you know, if you had like a couple movie screens, right, Mm -hmm. and you're watching similar movies, but different scenarios of that movie, Right. Mm-hmm. If you're not liking one scene you can say pivot over to the other scene and, you know, experience your life in that in that scene. So that's what this does for you. Uh so imagine say the creative abilities that you can do. Imagine the materialization abilities that you can do. Once you can get really good and there's people that have, you know, taught that can materialize like anything that they think about, really. Or close to anything that they desire, it comes into them much readily, much faster.
1: And that's because they're using the foundational tools of exponential intelligence, which is noticing what you notice.
0: Of course, because um, in in this current reality, say you're looking for you know ten thousand dollars, right? In the current reality that you don't have one, there is a reality out there that fits that ten thousand uh, dollar that that you have $10,000 in your hands. So if you can sift through all the realities and pull that one in, right? Because now you can clearly see beyond. Kind of like looking over through the shelves and going, oh, I want that reality over there and then pulling that into you, right? And then you create that, in this example, the $10,000. It really is, say, it really does get that simple. But again, uh, it takes it takes some hard work. Uh, and in the work that I mean is, is a lot of say mental connection, spiritual connection, you know, the physical work that we do here, uh, is nothing compared to say the mental, mm-hmm. uh, strategy, the mental workout th- that, uh, that you have to go through to get to those levels. That's why there's not a lot of, not a lot of individuals, say at Jesus level or Buddha's level, um, because uh, they'd rather, say, create billions or trillions of dollars, which is actually very simple once you get into, say, those higher realms. Those things things can be created effortlessly.
1: So, you know, we touched upon what being mm-hmm. present means and how that's really like being present is what you need to be in order right. to notice what you notice. Um, and we hear a lot, you know, being in the now. Right. Eckhart Tolle says that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, the power of now. Being in the now, is that the same thing as being present?
0: Uh, Being in the now and being present, yes. Being aware of your current, say, situation or current reality. Um, Mm -hmm. Being, Mm -hmm. uh, noticing what you notice is is more of, you know, Einstein's theory of relativity, where at, say, this point in time, how many other realities are you aware of or that you can step into? That maybe right. that's a clear definition of 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 the differences there.
1: And I'd like to share with you some um, testimonials. We asked on the Exponential Intelligence Facebook page for people who have mm-hmm. worked with Moss or participated in your in your twenty one day Meta Healing yes. uh, this week to send us, you know, their thoughts on noticing what you notice. Mm-hmm. Or who people have listened to the podcast. And um, we had a ton of people email in to us, which was fantastic. And I'd like to share with you some of them. Please do. And get your feedback. Mm-hmm. So the first one is by Kara Russell. She's 25 years old from Los Angeles, California, and she's a screenwriter. And she wrote in and shared Notice what you notice is a reminder to take a step back and be the observer. To me, it's the equivalent to being in the eye of the storm which is always the calmest because the surface winds that converge towards the center never reach it. When I step back and observe, I stay centered and much calmer emotionally because I'm no longer allowing myself to get caught up in others' drama. I'm being protected from being blown off balance by the hurricane winds. I am also better able to observe the pattern in people's actions and reactions. Noticing what I notice keeps me in a state of awareness so I don't allow any unwanted debris to attach to me. Many people go through life on automatic pilot, and the reminder to simply notice what we notice is a wonderful way to remember to be present in every moment. Be aware that we are being aware, and also enjoy that we are noticing what we are noticing.
0: Beautiful. Now I know why she's a screenwriter. Uh, uh, I couldn't have said it any better. Uh, You know, she brings up a lot of points there. Um, you know, when she says that other people don't affect her, basically what, how, what she does is she goes into say different realities that in that reality, the, the person dialoguing with her doesn't really affect her. Right. Uh, there is some reality that that person affects her, but then she jumps from one reality to another. There was another, uh, there was another one towards the end uh, I forgot if you could reread that, which made a really uh, good point
1: she she um keeps in a state of awareness, so i don 't allow any unwanted debris to attach to me
0: yes that 's a really good one um, so what that means is you are so awakened you start to see the stuff or the crutter or the baggage right that we've mm-hmm. accumulated, and this is how baggage accumulates over you know previous lifetimes, family dynamics, and so on you weren't aware of say, where you are, because most of us are in hypnosis. If you look at your day-to-day life, you know, you run through life in hypnosis. Really, you're really not thinking. Your brain is thinking somewhere else while, you know, you go to work, you do your job, you take the care of the kids, you come back home and so on and so on. So being aware like she is, uh, is quite amazing. You start to see all the debris that can accumulate on you. And as you notice it, or in your present state that 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 debris can't accumulate on you because you're in the present moment and at your present moment distortions can't accumulate on you so you stay fresh not just in this lifetime but the next day the next year the next lot lifetime you stay free mhm
1: so when we talk about this with you and I mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense to me mm-hmm. uh, I feel like every part of me going like yes yes it's it's it is that simple and I feel like people listening to this get it as well because yes. they've been a part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, what's frustrating to me, and I'm sure to many people out there, is when you then go into the real world and you talk to someone who is, uh, you know, on automatic, right. and you know they're they're unloading on you. They're yep. talking about their problems, right. and. You want to just shake them because you are enlightened to say, you know, and you <laughs> want to say, oh, you know, you're caught up in the in the hurricane and to be that, you know, right to be in the eye of the storm. But then they look at you like, who are you? You're a weirdo. And then you go, oh, well, I've been listening to Moss," moths. And they're like ah, and then they just like disconnect from you and, and you feel frustrated. Like, oh, I was trying to help them. Like, why couldn't they mm-hmm. notice what I was sa- trying to say? Does that happen to a lot of people? Do you receive that feedback a lot from people who are frustrated with trying to get this message across to others?
0: Uh, Sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in the beginning stages, Mm -hmm. uh, yes, that happens quite a bit, you know, because we get excited about say helping other people out because, you know, it's worked for you, Mm -hmm. right. And you want to share it's that, it's, it's that dynamic or that joyous. Um, But as you'll soon learn that the best, I mean, I do, I even do that even now, you know, I, I see people with heart issues or whatever, and I want to run up and go, God, you know, you've got a heart issue. You should take care of that. And so on like that. Uh, but I really don't, I really don't. You start to stand back and you actually start to notice the scene or the scenario that's playing out in front of you. Okay. The beauty about that crystal is that, well, one, it allows you to see how they see reality. Mm-hmm. And then you, you can pull away from the distortion that most people are at over well 99% of the population are at. So you pull yourself away from the dynamics or the auric field. That's creating the realities for those people that have gotten sucked into that reality. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, number two, um, one uh, number two is that, well, if mm-hmm. that individual is distorting you, they won't hang around you anymore. Right? Uh, and then if they're awake enough, just even a twinkle if they can see you in your say golden light okay, the people that are searching that is what starts to really awaken them and that's what really say helps them out Okay, uh, and that and that's the same thing happens with me as well you know it seems kind of cold you know if I see somebody with heart issues and they might die and so on you know those kind of individuals they actually gravitate towards me at some spirit level mm-hmm. they gravitate towards me and then well, they start to change uh, without me talking to them. It's like they're acts asking for me to help them at spirit level. And I, then I do. Okay? Uh, the 21 days uh, just today uh, it was the cutest thing ever. And, you know, I, I take calls uh, at the end of the 21 days. And this woman, she was asking me about something. And I go, oh, it seems like you've got kids and, you know, you've got a seven-year-old. She goes, wow. The seven-year-old, she woke up. Uh, he woke up and he asked something, say specific, that rang true. It's like her seven-year-old came into her, and then I was, that's what I was telling her that her kids like kind of come into her and distort her and distort them as well. But uh, it kind of enlightened her to ask me a question or you know raise her hand up, and I called upon her. So it helped because the seven-year-old wanted help mm-hmm. at some level, reached through her, his mom, to reach to me, and that's how I helped him. So, so it's really kind of cool. But that, that works for you guys as well, and not just me. Uh, as you awaken, those spirits that are available to awaken, they'll gravitate toward you, whether you physically help them or not. Okay? That's, that, that's beside the point. Okay? Uh, that's one of the worst ways actually to say, you know, bring people over to your side. But a state of being, just showing them Mm -hmm. where you are, Mm -hmm. it's really a lot better.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just be, be that example.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can't sell anybody on Mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. And if you do, it's forced uh, and it just doesn't work.
1: So I have another one I'd like to share with you. Mm -hmm. This is from Kaya Usher, who's 48 years old and is from Toronto, Canada. And she is a mother of four. And she writes in and shares... When I make mistakes, I smile and then I study them again from a third person hovering over myself. I'm understanding what might be a better way to do it for the next time without judgment or ill will towards myself. Noticing what I notice is an incredible tool for me. I notice patterns, sequences from a bigger, larger picture perspective.
0: Hmm, That is quite beautiful. Uh, again, Kaya, you know, a little more, seems like she's more advanced on that because Everything is created of a pattern. Everything is created of a sequence. So what if you could understand the pattern of the sequence? It's like cracking that code of success. Success are in abundance in any area. Uh, And there's no room for being bad or depressed or anything like that. Uh, Life becomes really an exciting game for you. Uh, And you say, get stronger as you go along. Uh, Again, there's no... Oh, this happened to me and I feel sick, or, you know, I can't do this, I can't go on. Uh, in reality, there is nothing like that at all. There is no good, there is no bad. You come to that place of no, no, no judgment. As you come into that place of no judgment, the realities that are, are of abundance, you unlock the key to that, those realities, and abundance actually starts flowing towards you. So you get a higher level of, say, what could be for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just in that scenario.
1: So the first person, she said she was detached from situations. And um, Mm -hmm. Kaya, the second person, she writes that she doesn't, you know, no judgment. Right. Is being detached from a situation and no judgment, is that the same or is it different?
0: Um, Well, one leads to the other. Okay. Uh, And, you know, when, when you say being detached, sometimes people think that I'm like cold. Sometimes. You know, you get that in events and so on. But in reality, I'm just really, I mean, there's so many people, you know, that want to ask me questions. So that's why. But yes, I am detached. Okay, Many people get this way. They get detached, not because they're unemotional or anything like that, because the lower level frequencies that a lot of people say focus in on just don't matter anymore. They don't care what happens at those lower level frequencies. They're at a higher level. Those higher level frequencies is what they're, say, focused on. And that's why, say, you feel detached to, say, the grind of the world.
1: And detached means, yeah, it doesn't mean you're not feeling anything.
0: No, you are so aware of everything around you. You know, when you're attached to something, you're only focused in on, say, one thing. Right, because your mind can only do one thing at a time. You can only say feel one emotion. You can't be happy and sad at the same time, right? You can only do one or the other. Uh, when you go to the higher higher levels, yes, you do get detached of your base level emotions. So that's why sometimes people think that you know the higher you go, you get a little un- un- unemotional because those the lower values just don't make you excite you anymore. You know they're very uninteresting. The nice thing about that is that you know the distortions that people have at those lower levels—they just don't come into you anymore. They're not part of your life, so there's no distractions.
1: So, kind of connecting the dots of this conversation, um, I didn't mm-hmm. realize it would go this way, but it seems to me like this is the flow of it. And, and let me know if you think this is uh, sure if this is a, a, a good, a, you know, the correct takeaway from this. Mm-hmm. So, yes. being present, being in the now, allows you to notice what you notice and when you start noticing yes. what you notice you're able to start raising your frequency because you're becoming detached from you know being attached to one single thing you're kind of noticing mm-hmm. the whole the whole scene except you rather than just focusing on one thing so you're detaching from that and then you are able to then not come from a place of non-judgment so you're not saying it's good or bad you're just Again, accepting what's going on.
0: Well, you kind of become detached from the outcome, so you become detached from, say, where you are. Um, and again, just expand on that. It's not like it's not like you get you become detached from the outcome and you, you don't care what happens next. Okay, but you actually become detached at a physical level from the outcome. Pure source through a higher spirit, awakened spirit, actually creates the best possible scenario for you in that moment for you, Mm -hmm. and then you get a new outcome. So just to clarify that.
1: Right. So when you say no judgment, it's not good or bad. It is what it is. And what's the course of action that you choose to take for yourself?
0: Right. And that course of action, again, you automatically get drawn to that course of action. The people, places, things, remedies, whatever it is that you need will come forward for you to take that action. So it's not a physical choice that you're making. That's the key uh, importance here. Did that make sense?
1: Yeah, it's not a physical choice. You're, you're, You're setting the stage, you're aligning your frequencies and your ways of being to let the natural flow of abundance come in.
0: Right. And that natural flow is dictated by your higher spirit. Which has an omnipotent point of view. So it sets the stage, not for just this present moment, but then future events down the line, down the road for you.
1: Okay, so can I share one more? Sure. One more testimony? Of okay. Mm-hmm. So this is from Mona. She's 53 years old. She's from Alberta, California, mm-hmm. and she's a science researcher. Nice. So she says, uh, I did a variety of things, including the 21-day meta-healing, spas, and private sessions. I often thought of Moss's saying, notice what you notice, and thought for a simple saying, no problem, I get it. Two years down the road from working with Moss, I realized I had no idea what that saying meant, and when I realized the depth of that saying had some very profound insight into what it really means. I really, for the first time, noticed what I was noticing in my thoughts in every moment. And I realized that what I was noticing wasn't really a conscious or intentional thought that I myself created. Those things that I was noticing and noticed all the time, I realized were insights from my spirit. Mm -hmm. And my spirit was speaking to me all along in my consciousness. By making me notice certain situations, people's habits, occurrences, and time. I think I almost sort of busted a few brain cells when I had that realization, (laughs) because normally I would most often try to ignore what I was actually noticing. Mm -hmm. In a really profound way, I started to act on what I noticed instead of making incorrect decisions. I was suddenly always making the right decisions, and my life got a whole lot better.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful much more succinctly than in what I was trying to explain, but ex- that's <laughs> what, the, what was I trying to explain. You know, the decisions are made at your conscious level. Uh, it's not that you create at this conscious level. It's a combination of, you know, spirit and you coming together. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's where you materialize. You know, one other thing um, as well, a lot of times I say something on the 21 days or, you know, in events and so on like that. And then what happens is that, you know, people go, "Oh, yeah, I get it." You know, they write it down on their notebook <laughs> and so on, like that. And I think it's happened to you a couple of times, by the way, uh, Crystal. I'm sure. Yep. And then, like a month or two <laughs> later, you go, "Oh, that's what Moss meant." You know, because the the cubby holes that we like stick information when we get it at a conscious level, mm-hmm. okay, we stick it in these cubby holes that we understand. Right, we try to cram something different into things that we understand, and then it the, it waters down the information. It waters down, say, the impact that it has. Uh, what what exponential intelligence way of learning is again from the inside out, okay? and then it transforms your actual say cubbyhole into something different. So the knowledge that you learn, again from the inside or out, becomes different for you. It's a deeper level knowledge. And then you start to walk your knowledge that you have. And then that meaning goes, and then they go, Oh, now I understand what Moss meant with that. So that definition has changed quite a bit for a lot of people. So that's nice. Very nice.
1: I know. Moss, are you notice what you notice? Mm -hmm. Do other people say that as well?
0: Do other people, I don't know why I don't, I don't, I don't,
1: well, Do cause other, it just seems like, like the other people like of other, I know this is your quote, mm-hmm. notice what you notice. Yes. Or this is from pure source. Right. But in your experience, have other people said this in this way, notice what you mm-hmm. notice? Cause it's so profound and simple.
0: Um, I, I, you know, I, I look at a lot of like, I used to look at a lot of the motiv- motivational quotes, you know, like Eckhart Tolle, mm-hmm. uh, he always talks about being present. So, uh, I think overall, just kind of tapping in, it doesn't go into the depth. Again, most people think it's well, just being present. It's it's not. It's much more expansive than that. So, uh, I would think not. But it, uh, who knows? There's seven point some billion people. So I'm sure somebody's <laughs> it, right. Of course, I want to take the credit, but again, I'm sure somebody's out there that's similar. So.
1: Fascinating. Well, thank you for this conversation. Uh, Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us or any major part do you think that we're missing from this? Uh,
0: The biggest thing, guys, is really moving away from, say, the physical consciousness or the physical way of how we create and see life. And we're merging it into a higher level, a spiritual consciousness. So merging the two realities And then you get to see both worlds at the same time. And it's quite beautiful. It's quite amazing. So you get to see the spirit side, the back end side, as well as say what's created here physically. So, and then you get to be the director of your life as well.
1: So what is our moss work to help us notice what you notice? (laughs) Uh,
0: Can you guess Uh, the moss work (laughs) is noticing (laughs) what you notice. So no matter what you're doing, be in your body, be present and Um, so for example, you know, you're scrubbing the floors, right. Or driving to work, you know, just don't think about say driving to work, but then notice all the details, like removing all those filters that your brain has to do to get you focused on driving or, you know, scrubbing the floor. So removing all those filters and that's what the meta healing is about, you know, removing all the filters that we see life through. So we get all the information coming into us. So let's go ahead and get started again, just as always. I always work on you guys as we speak. I say might be feeling a little different already. So let's go ahead and get ramped up even more, taking a deep breath in. Just noticing where you are, noticing the position of your hands, your feet, whether you're sitting, standing, lying down. highly recommend that you stand up, if you can physically stand up. breath in again. Connecting to the group dynamics. A lot of people listen to the podcast, great strength in numbers. Let's take opportunity of that strength by creating that mastermind, which is a pure essence of all of us combined together, like a nice, solid, strong hand, pulling us out of the ruts that we find ourselves in because we haven't noticed where we've been. And that's how we get into ruts. Another deep breath in. Do I continue to work on you? And on the exhale. Asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Another simple statement. How do I connect to pure source even stronger? Keep asking yourself that you'll start to see the universe open up for you, the understanding of the universe open up for you. And very simple tools, but very powerful. Breathing in nice and deep. On the exhale, coming into the heels. the arches, the balls of the feet, your toes. And again, you can just kind of scan through, but you can get into detail. Again, noticing yourself, noticing the details of your feet, your toes. Noticing the space in between your toes. and if you have socks on. All the nuances of how your socks, they fit your feet. Why is that so important? Brings you into the present moment, so focused as we take a deep breath in. And then on the exhale, And focusing in on your feet. The noticing what you notice part is as you're focused in, being so present, start to become aware of what fades out from your focus or your attention. That's the notice what you notice part. It's a simple example, but again, very powerful if you put it to use. Even deeper, coming into the heart space. And then coming into the throat space. And going even higher, coming into the face. Many people think that we sense through the eyes, obviously, the physical. Uh, Sensory organs, eyes, hearing, touch, and so on. And that's true, but that's really a very small percentage of what's actually happening out there around you. Breath in again. Expansive breath in. Quantum scientists say that the material world that we have, all the planetary systems, actually say 1% of what's out there. So what your senses are focusing on is the 1%. That's what's out there. EIs notice what you notice as we take another deep breath in. And as I say, remove the filters, help you notice, help you sense the other 99% that really affect you. So for the remainder, I'll go ahead and uh, help you remove the filters of your spiritual sensory organs. Noting your breath. Again, noting your breath. Go ahead and take a nice deep breath in again. Again, noticing what you're noticing. Then your body. Then the space around you. Go ahead and leave you in this space. You can meditate for as long as you need to or want to. It will feel like I'm still connected to you, working on you. You're still in the group dynamics, the mastermind group. Uh, As a note, when I've done this healing, before on individuals a lot of distortions distractions will pop into you Okay, not to distort you but then you have to learn or relearn to filter out what's really not needed for you because you're filtering out a lot of opportunities that's available to you that's why it's so important to bring that back into us and then start fresh so So as we end, notice what you notice.